0: On today's podcast, we got a chance to chat with Maciel of GetFitWithMasie.com. She talks about the importance of being your authentic self in everything that you do and how she balances prioritizing her health, building a brand in the health and fitness industry, all while still working full time. This was actually my first virtual podcast where the person I was interviewing wasn't sitting directly across from me. To that end, I had a few technical difficulties. I left in an element that gave a little bit of a behind-the-scenes feel that I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening.
1: Hello? Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, George, I'm good, how are you? So one thing that I feel I'm doing create my legacy is really being an intentional person and not just doing things to do them. So when I realize that I don't see what I want in my community, when I don't see people who look like me, instead of complaining, I create it. And so making sure that I'm going out there and creating the things that I want.
0: Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Achenpalm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up everybody and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. So today you're in for a treat. We have Masiel here with us. Uh, She is with with Um, getfitwithmasie.com. She's a personal trainer, Zumba instructor, and also crushing it in the nonprofit space, I believe. And so we're gonna have her on the show to talk a little bit about um, what she does and why she has decided to intentionally um, focus on her community as it relates to health and wellness. So I'll do the formal introduction first. Uh, she's an Afro-Latina currently living and teaching in the Bronx. She's a certified personal trainer, Zumba instructor, and she created her own fitness brand called getfitwithmassy.com Her parents are immigrants from the Dominican Republic And one of her passions is educating her community on how to eat better and work out to be the best version of themselves. So Masi and I actually originally met via social media, right? The power of social media. Um, And so I think it was around like actually I think Thanksgiving maybe or Christmas time of last year. Uh, I think we had some mutual friends and she followed me and I checked out her profile and I followed her back. And uh, we've been following each other ever since. She, she drops a ton of value um, on her profile, so it's definitely been a pleasure following her. As a matter of fact, I, I joked with her uh, a couple months back, like, she needed to hit me on how she made her stories uh, so engaging on IG, like, I couldn't figure it out. She had different fonts and different colors, and I just couldn't figure out how she was doing it, and this was before uh, Instagram actually made it easy for us. So, so glad to have her on the show to uh, share a little bit more about who she is and, and what she does.
1: Thank you so much for having me, George. I'm so excited to be a part of the podcast today.
0: And I am glad to have you, for sure. So uh, let's just start off by talking about um, what made you decide to join uh, the fitness industry in the first place?
1: So I always tell people this, that the funny thing is I actually didn't even think I was going to have a business. So when I started fitness, it was very selfish in the sense that I had really started going to the gym after like a breakup, and I had gained a lot of weight, and just felt like really unhappy with myself and my body, and really just how I was feeling overall. And so, how many of us do we go to the gym trying to get our groove back? (laughs) Um, And what happened is I ended up finding, and at at the time. You know like many women do we're kind of going to the gym with like no rhyme or reason just trying to figure out you know what's gonna work for us and I had found a Zumba class that was amazing and so from there I kind of fell in love with the class um, ended up becoming an instructor and then I hired my own personal trainer had a transformation and that's kind of really how it all started
0: Mm. so once you had your transformation was it When you say it all started, was it because other people started to notice you? Or was it because you started to realize, I guess, what you were capable of and then wanted to share that with the world?
1: Yeah, so um, because I was an instructor, I would be like, you know, in front of a class every week. And so my participants would always come up to me and say like, how did you get your arms to look like that? Like, how did you get abs? Like, how did you do all these things? And I would just stay after class and kind of give them tips on what they should do. And so I really started organically in that way. And that's at first, I didn't even have an Instagram I remember I was so against social media because I'm a very shy introverted person what?
0: <laughs> but I was like
1: yeah I know people don't believe me when I tell them and so I was like you know what maybe I should just get online and kind of share my tips in a more um kind of consecutive place where I can just send people um and that's really how it started just by giving advice and answering the questions that people would ask me and that's kind of how really Get Fit with Massey started
0: Awesome. Awesome. And so being that you're actually building, I guess you could say your own brand, you're not just a personal trainer, you're also an entrepreneur. So can you just kind of talk about like how the discipline and dedication it takes to, you know, transform your body has also kind of spilled over into what it takes into building a successful business and brand as well? Yeah. So I often
1: tell folks to ask me like, you know, how are you so disciplined to go to the gym? And I really tell them that, everything is about <clears throat> doing things without feeling like it and so I like to preach my favorite supplements which are discipline and consistency <laughs> I <love laughs> and that. I, love that. I just do it I'm the kind of person that I do things and I realize that after I do it, that is really when the motivation is going to come in and I'm really intentional about my workouts, what I do, um, the times that I do them, and the time that I really have allotted to do those things. Yeah. And so I feel like it's something that plays on, you know, how I run my business as well.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's so important that you say that because I almost want to like strangle people when they say you know, well, you work out all the time because you just love working out. I'm like, no, not necessarily. Like, I would, I would like to be on the couch eating pizza and watching Netflix and doing all that stuff too, but I've learned to prioritize what's important to me regardless of how it makes me feel. Um, one of the quotes that has always stuck with me um, that I heard in my early days of entrepreneurship is, successful people like pleasurable results and unsuccessful people like pleasurable methods. Like... They have this expectation that everything is going to feel good and that's just not the reality right i even i even think about my workouts and the stuff that i don't enjoy doing the most is the stuff that generally provides the best results right like i hate burpees but i know (laughs) i know that they work so i'm glad i'm glad that you said that and another thing that i really like about you as a person and just your brand is like the realness right like i think you know in this world of the fitness industry, it's so easy to, you know, hop on the flat tummy tea bandwagon or the the, mo- the magic pill is going to make you lose a bunch of pounds or sweat, you know, sweat your uh, midsection away. But I think it's so important to have people who are keeping it honest and just saying it requires discipline and dedication in order to get to where you want to be. So, like, I think I can really appreciate uh, the fact that you make that a cornerstone of your brand. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about like what you see in the fitness industry in comparison to how you decided to build your brand?
1: Yeah, so I think in the fitness industry, there's a lot of fallacies about what it really takes to be successful and to look the way you want. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, people who, for example, they'll get surgery and then they'll go on Instagram and flex their muscles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, we know <laughs> you went under the knife. Um, So I think for me, it really was about creating a realistic expectation for people and helping them understand that if we have been creating habits, right? So when it comes to health and fitness, it's all about you've been creating a habit for however long you've been alive. So that might be 25 years, 30 years of maybe eating unhealthy or having a very sedentary lifestyle. You're not going to change that in 21 days. You're not going to change that in 30 days. It takes Uh, it takes a while of every day really putting those steps forward and I wanted my brand to show the reality um, and to remind people that we expect ourselves to be perfect the first time we do something and that's just not the reality of the world and it's gonna take some time but it's not impossible and so I wanted to show people you can get the body you desire but it's gonna take work and there is no pill there is no potion there is no protein shake that's going to get you there. And although those are things that will help you, what's really going to get you there is knowing what to do and just being consistent and having the discipline to actually go for it.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, and so in your bio, I mentioned that you were an Afro Latina and I and admittedly, mm-hmm. not until recently, I, I wasn't even really familiar with the term. And so I guess I have a twofold question. One, have you experienced any challenge in the fitness, I guess, industry um, being an afro latine and trying to market your brand as such? And I guess, why did you decide to be so intentional about kind of infusing that um, in your platform?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really what I saw when I was teaching. Um, when I started teaching, I remember I got a job at a gym as a Zoom instructor, and I had the same job the same gym but two different locations and so one location was in the hood where (laughs) i live and then the other location was in like a very um caucasian neighborhood (laughs) and it was like a completely different experience so at my gym in the hood like our bathrooms were messed up Mm. you know the carpets were all screwed up they were stealing equipment it was just a hot mess Mm. um the, the quality of instructors was also not at a high level. And then I would go, you know, 20, 30 minutes away from the hood, and the gym was completely different, and you would not see any professionals of color, right? Any Latinos or Latinas teaching classes. And for me, that is what really pushed me to continue sharing my message because I didn't see us represented in these places. And I always wondered why. Like, why couldn't we have? you know, the spas and the really smart professionals um, that look like us. And so I feel like that's definitely been a challenge. um, And, you know, wanting to teach my people, but also understand the economic realities of, like, what that might mean um, and how I can really scale my business so that I can offer services to people really at all levels. Yeah. I forgot the second part of your
0: question. Oh, no, you're fine. So the other part was like... um, might have kind of answered it all together it was like uh what made you decide to be so intentional about infusing it in your brand but I think you kind of touched on that right like you just didn't see uh the representation and so you wanted to make sure that you uh carried that message forward so I think you kind of touched
1: on that yeah and I think a lot of the fitness advice that you see like even if you google fitness like if you google any exercise like everybody's like yeah and it's so it's It's like mind-boggling because I know that there are other people who look like me who are in this space, but we're just not represented. And I wanted to just, again, create a realistic view for people who look like me to be able to see, like, hey, it's actually possible. And, like, wow, she can eat healthy. And it doesn't look how it looks with, you know, these people that have no idea what it's like to be from my background. So that's definitely why I wanted to stick to really being strong about my stance and my background
0: and i I think people really underestimate the importance of representation right like when you grow up white in america like there's no position of authority or excellence or business or whatever the case may be where you don't have an example of you know the fact that you could be this or that you could achieve this right but for many african americans i'm sure afro latinas like we don't have that same level of representation i think what i was so excited about um a couple things right when obama was in office above all it's like if for an eight-year-old who was born when he first got in office the only president that they've ever known was a black man right for all eight years that, they, that he was in office and so think about how empowering it is and how how much their perspective has shifted versus someone who their entire life every person they've ever seen in a position of power influence or authority was always white right um, and then, okay. you know, we've gotten, you know, mixed reviews of, in terms of how people feel about Black Panther. Like, I love Black Panther. I thought it was a great movie. Um, but, you know, some people don't understand, like, the importance of, like, why, you know, kids and even us, right, like, need to see that. Because it just shows us, hey, look, superheroes or people that are, quote unquote, larger than life can look like me. And that seed just, uh, the sown, just means so much. So I'm, I'm glad that you decided to take that route because I'm sure that... It, there's some people who otherwise wouldn't have you know, thought that it was possible. So kudos to you.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I first became an instructor because the Zumba class that I fell in love with was taught by a Dominican woman. And I was just so surprised. And she was so good and so professional. And she just had so much knowledge about the fitness space. And I realized, like, wow. And because of her, you know, she's like, you should be this. So for me, a lot of what I share is because I know that if it wasn't for her, I would have never been an instructor. So I try to encourage others, like become instructors. If you have a passion, like if you like lifting, if you like spinning, whatever it is that you like, share the message because you never know who you're inspiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sharing the message, y'all, like if y'all follow her on IG and y'all follow her stories. You're going to get this work, y'all. She is dropping <laughs> gems every single day. I think you do a QA and a Tuesday where you got to send the, well, the preferred method is to send the message via, like, I think you have a link on your profile or on your website because uh, I'm sure people be sliding the DMs, but, like, send it there, right? And then you're going to actually, you actually answer those questions li- live on IG every Tuesday evening. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, even if you don't become a client, like, if you just tune into what she's doing, like you're going to get some value from this woman. So I encourage y'all to follow her. Uh, like I said, I've been getting value from her. Like I'm, I'm a fitness enthusiast. I'm not a personal trainer. So don't ask me to train you. I only know how to do what works for myself. Uh, I, I don't want to be held liable if you get injured. But if you need some real advice or real insights, definitely follow her because she's giving a ton of, ton of it away for free, believe it or not. Um, which brings me to my next point. So um, being that you are building this brand and this is also your business, like how do you straddle the line between what you decide to just share with the world right and then what you decide to charge for like what like what's that thought process
1: there actually isn't that much of a deep process Uh, so like you said uh, i mean people would be in my dms all day long asking me questions and so i really wanted to kind of funnel that and really give people a space to do that which is why i started doing my q a tuesdays on instagram but the way I really thought about it as my business has evolved is... I'm gonna tell you the what and the why all day for free. But when you wanna know the how to do it exactly for you, that's where you need to pay me.
0: Mm, I like that. <laughs> and because,
1: and I realized that... Because I used to get the how away for free a lot. Because again, when I started, it was just really... Um, me wanting to just share and help people get to their goals. But I realized that when you would tell people how to do it because they didn't pay for it, they never actually did it. Mm, that's so true. So I would get the same people asking me, and I'm like, I literally just told you how to do this three weeks ago, and you haven't done it yet. Whereas I then had my first client who was like, girl, I need you to train me. And once she paid me, I just felt like a completely different level of commitment from her. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to start really kind of divvying up the why and the what versus the how. And so if you're ever thinking about, you know, what should I charge for? You charge for the the strategy, how people are actually going to get from point A to point B. And the free stuff is all about, you know, why you need to think about doing it why it's important, really helping people understand the concept of it. And so like one example, I talk about eating healthy and I talk about macronutrients. What is a macronutrient? What's the difference between a protein, a carb, a fat? And that helps you then decide like, wow, okay, first of all, I didn't know what this was before she told me about it. And number two, now I know I need to do this, right? I need to focus on this. And if you really want to then get to that next level, then you can decide if you want to pay me or not. But I think a lot of times we kind of get lost and we get distracted in thinking we're going to give too much away for free. I personally don't believe that there's such a thing. I know my marketing mentor and friend, Emily de la Cruz, would disagree. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I definitely I definitely think if you're valuable and you know what you're talking about, you can never run out of value.
0: Yeah. That's, it's just... Can't happen. Yeah, I agree. And then it also forces you to keep learning, right? Like, because yes. if you are pouring out so much, like I was like, well, shoot, I just gave them the tea. So I got to go, I got to go back and make sure I'm always rein up on, you know, acquiring more knowledge. So but I, I think you're totally right. Uh, you can never run out of value. So...
1: Mm-hmm. And it also takes people multiple times of hearing something to actually, number one, understand what you're saying. Number two, realize that it's valuable and that they need to do it. And number three, actually take action. So, I mean, even in sales, like they say, what? You have to see a commercial or a message seven times before you buy. Mm -hmm. And so I think about it the same way. I can tell you every single day for a whole month that you need to pay attention to your macros, but it might not sink in until three months later. And that's okay with me. And So for me, I think about my free content as a way to build a relationship with my audience so that they understand that i it's okay if you don't get it tomorrow or next week. I'm still going to be here and I'm still going to be teaching you until you're ready because when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So mm. it might be today, might be three months from now, it might even be a year from now. I've had people who are like, I've been following you for months and then I finally decided after watching all your videos, you know, I, I dropped, you know, a course or, or a book and they're like, okay, now I want to invest. So I, I think that We have to be open and we have to be humble enough to continue to learn and continue to teach and to know that we need to meet people where they're at and they might not be my customer right now but if you're tuning in you might tell someone else or maybe in a few months you might be my customer or if or if not you might just be someone who is um learning which is what i do it for to teach
0: yeah are you are you a personal trainer or a business coach because you are dropping these gyms right now entrepreneurial (laughs) goals (laughs) that i'm motivational yeah but um (laughs) i think i mean i think a lot of it comes from
1: just what i listen to and what i read i i am really into um motivational kind of podcasts and things like that i mean i'm the kind of person that i used to not be into like the whole positive talk mumbo jumbo yeah uh, because i do believe that sometimes we get trapped in like positive thinking and then we don't do shit with it Yeah. Um, but I definitely do think that hearing a message and hearing it from the right person can really change someone's trajectory so I think it's important that again we don't be stingy with what we know and that we share as much as we can because you just never know who's going to receive it or when that message is going to be
0: beneficial for them yeah you, you just said a whole lot I'm gonna try to touch on a couple of things so that the people in the back can try to connect the dots and hear it again. But what you said is actually something I had to learn recently too, because I I was getting caught in this trap of feeling like I had to create all this new content, right? Like I I need to create all this new stuff, new concepts. But the truth is, to your point, like number one, people might not have have even grasped one of the concepts that you've already talked about. So instead of thinking I need to talk about something completely different, maybe I represent that topic next week or re-highlight a similar thing because It takes people several times to hear it to get it and so where i was thinking i had to constantly be coming up with new content not just that i didn't have it but i also realized that there was a lot of value in just hey remember i I did this podcast or hey remember i did this post about this um instead of thinking i had to do something completely new so it's also kind of liberating for the content creator or the business person to say it's not so much about how much new stuff you create but how many how many times are you exposing your audience to the things that you've already done right and really getting the most I guess life or value out of that content or whatever it is that you've already created so um
1: oh yeah I thought
0: that 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 was that was beneficial
1: Mm -hmm. and I think also we get lost in having to create content and think like having to think of topics but and this is why I do Q&A Tuesdays because it's not about me, right? Like, we are the experts, or quote unquote experts, on in our field, and a lot of times, the things that we wanna talk about, our audience doesn't even care about. So yeah. I, I a lot of times, talk about things that I didn't even know my audience wanted to know. Yeah. Um, and so I listen to what they ask me, and then I use that as content. So all the questions I get in my DMs, mm. all the questions I get from my clients, every time someone asks me something that's content that is something my audience wants to know and that's what i talk about i actually don't even have like a plan i literally just talk about whatever they
0: ask me no that's so smart that's so smart because like i remember when i first like because i'm in obviously in the financial services industry and when i first got into the industry it was very highly sales driven um in this in the capacity Mm -hmm. that i entered and so like one of the tactics that we learned is called you know how what i do is and basically the concept is you let other people talk right instead of you talking and telling all the bells and whistles about what you do let them talk about themselves what they care about what they're interested in and then you're catering your message to align with what they care about so you know how in your field you know you experience x y and z well what i do is cater to that right and so and not to say that it's a gimmick but what it does is you're literally allowing people to tell you how to serve them, right? And so I think what you're saying is important because it's like a lot of times you think about like a, a, even a product in the marketplace. It's like people want to create this perfect product, but you don't even know people are going to like what you have. So get it out there, right? And then let the user feedback determine what tweaks you make. So in your case, I'm not putting any product I don't have any structure per se um, for the q and am I'm, I'm literally listening to exactly what you care about. And then that's my content and then inherently that can also shape uh what i decide to create from a product or service perspective based upon what my audience actually wants to get involved in so i think that's very important part of working out and being in shape and taking care of yourself as we talked about earlier requires discipline right and so and it requires time so if i'm not mistaken you do still work full-time correct
1: Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Right. So talk to us about how in the world you are working full time, because I mean, people who work full time have a hard time just committing to their fitness goals. So you're working full time, committing to your own fitness goals, building a brand that's helping other people commit to their fitness goals, which is also a business. So just walk me through like how you're managing and juggling all that.
1: Hyper discipline and focus. Is literally what I do. There is no magic sauce. Um, I think, especially for women, I know that we struggle with saying no to others because we're caretakers. But if you want to build a business, if you want to build a brand, and you want to have like um, a social life, <laughs> and you and you work, you have to say no. Like that is the prerequisite. Is I say no to way more things that I actually say yes to, and I, as I've gotten, you know, a larger following and more more clients and customers, I've realized that I just don't have the capacity because my brand is Get Fit With Massey. Um, it's, you know, people hire me, they want me to be their coach, um, they want me to be the, their trainer, so I can't really split my time up um, as much as I would like to and say yes to every opportunity so I really do have to pick and choose what I say yes what I say no to and then I really just treat fitness my fitness routine like it's my job because number one it really is my job (laughs) and then number two I know that motivation is not a long-standing emotion and those fuzzy feel-good feelings of motivation alone aren't gonna get me to my workouts so like we were talking about earlier I don't even like working out half the time that I'm at the gym, but I know that, like, there's an end result that I'm trying to get to, or there's a strength goal that I'm trying to get to, or there's a physical goal that I'm trying to get to. So not everything in the process is going to be super enjoyable, um, and I just make sure that I schedule everything. So I always tell my friends this, like, don't call me throughout the week because I may or may not answer you. Um, because I'm just so busy and I try to schedule everything so like even this interview is scheduled like I have a scheduled time that I go to bed a scheduled time that I do my social media I work out before work and so I really again I have to say no for example to like being on social media all day long because it really drains my time my energy and just having certain time blocks throughout the day to do the tasks and then to just they know when other things come in the way that's how I've been able to really do things regardless of my feelings so like if I'm waking up in the morning and I don't feel like working out I still go even though I don't feel like it um and that's I feel like that's why I've been able to be successful really working full-time and having my business at the same time
0: Ooh! wow black girl magic okay (laughs) I love it I love it I love it So what advice would you give someone who is trying to get started in the fitness industry or just as an entrepreneur in general? Like I feel like, you know, throughout this podcast, you've definitely dropped some gems that people can pick up and run with, but if you had to kind of narrow it down, like what's something that you would, if you could look back on when you first got started, like what would you tell yourself when you were first getting started? So a few things, I think the first
1: thing is definitely staying true to your voice. So I think at first I was very, um, again, like I was saying, I'm I'm am an introvert and I and I'm very shy. So when I got online, I'm like, oh, I don't know if people are gonna resonate with like my personality and like I'm not like other people. And I think the first thing is like you need to be yourself and realize that who's for you is gonna be for you regardless. And the people who don't like you, that's cool because you ain't trying to sell to them anyways, right? And That's not the the community you're trying to build regardless. So I think the first thing is like, being comfortable with letting people see who you are because that's actually what connects people to you. So if you're trying to be something you're not, you're not actually gonna attract the right customers and the right readers and the right people in your circle. So that's the first thing is just be yourself, be your authentic self. Um, And then the second thing I would say (laughs) is um, the riches are in the niches. <laughs> so when I first started, I was just kind of like fitness and like working out and Zumba and it was kind of all over the place. And then I remember again getting with a business coach and she was like, okay girls, like what do you actually do though? Like specifically? Um, and just looking again at what does my audience ask me all the time? What do I get asked questions about? And just narrowing what I do Because if I narrow what I do, then I can actually help more people. So I think sometimes we, like, for example, if you're in fitness, you're like, okay, I help everybody lose weight. But you have to think, no, you don't help everybody. Like, do you help women or do you help men? Okay. And then let's say you help women. Do you help younger women, millennial women? What kind of women, right? The messaging is going to be different depending on who you're talking to. Do you help women who run? Because in fitness, right, you could be a runner, you could be a lifter, you could be a crossfitter. Um there's so many different things. So who am I talking to? What problem am I solving? And then like talking to them specifically, like stop trying to talk to everybody. Cause when you try to talk to everybody, you end up talking to nobody. Mm. So that would be like the two, the two things, be yourself, be your authentic self and get specific about what you want to teach and niche down on that.
0: Wow. That was, that was powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I know people are going to get some value out of that. Um, so, what impact do you ultimately want to have on the fitness industry?
1: I want to teach people that fitness, being fit and healthy, is attainable. Even if you're brown, even if you're black, even if you're a Latino, a Latina, or you have, you know, disease in your family, or you've never worked out before, I want people who look like me to know that is possible, and that is really my impact is all about that. Like, how can I empower my community to get moving and to learn how to eat properly, um, how to cook healthier, how we can still have our culture but do it in a healthy way so that we can live long and you know have families and really thrive and not just survive.
0: Wow, I love that. I love that. Um, you know you're you're totally crushing it. You're you're, you're doing a lot. I'll, I always peep out what you're doing on social media, um, and I'm just kind of curious, like what's next for you, like what like what can we expect from you in the near future, or what's some things maybe you recently launched, or some things you're working on that you can share, like.
1: Sure. Give us the inside scoop. <laughs> so two so two things, and one is really interesting, similar to what we were talking about earlier about um, listening to your audience, so I used to just always be posting about recipes and what I was eating and what I was cooking and the recipes I was trying, and people were always like, what's the recipe, girl? Tell me the recipe. Um, and so from that, I decided to create a cookbook of all of my favorite, you know, muscle-building, fat-burning recipes, um, that were not boring, that had flavor, um, And, again, it's something I didn't really see in my community. I didn't know any Latina who had a healthy cookbook. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take this and put a spin on it. So I actually um, put out my cookbook. I think it was last month. It's called the Get Fit Cookbook. So you can get it on my website, getfitwithmasti.com. But I really, again, want to help people eat properly. So um, on my website, if you want to start learning really how to eat healthy and how to meal prep where it doesn't look like, you know, you're a bodybuilder or you're just eating boring-ass chicken and broccoli with no flavor (laughs) every day. You know, you can actually meal prep delicious food that tastes good, um, that has flavor that, um, you know, reminds you of your culture because I use things like plantains and, you know, beans and sassong. And so I really wanted to bring, again, my cultural background and really – kind of mix that in with the healthy stuff that I have going on. So my cookbook is definitely one thing. Um, And then the next thing is I started a beta program. So like I said, I work full time and in my full time job, I travel often and I often get people who are like, can you train me? And I'm like, well, I can't because I'm like in Delaware right now. (laughs) Um, So I really transitioned my business to be an online personal training business because of that reason, I realized I just cannot, I only have but so many hours, so I can't even take that many one-on-one clients due to the capacity of being one person. So I said, you know, how can I offer something similar at a lower price where I can help more people but still be able to, like, help my audience with anything specific that they want and that they need to really help them move forward. So I started a group coaching program. It's actually in finishing its beta, um, but I'm hoping to make that one of my signature programs. Um, So I'm hoping to launch it in the spring, um, my full-fledged program. So, again, if you go to GetFitWithMossy.com, you'll be able to find out more information on it. But it's really for people who are looking to really get started. So if you're a beginner or you feel like you're kind of always on a yo-yo, always starting and never finishing, it's a cool community because everyone who's in it, all from across the United States, right, I have women from all over the country who all are doing the same thing. And so um, it's really a great way to learn how to eat properly and also learn how to work out and have that community and have a trainer who really cares about your progress. So, again, I wanted to stay true to who I was, to why I started it, um, and really be able to help more people um, without having to, you know, work 70 more hours, and so, uh, for anyone who's interested in that, definitely check out my website.
0: Yeah, okay, awesome, you really got some really good stuff going on, as a matter of fact, I've seen, I think some of the images from the cookbook, it's like, I gotta get my hands on some of the recipes, man, that stuff looks (laughs) good. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to do something I've never done before because I didn't mention it in the beginning of the podcast, but um, this is actually her first uh, official podcast interview. So we are so glad to be able to uh, be the first. This is actually my first time doing a virtual interview where the person wasn't in person. And so we we had a couple of technical difficulties uh, that uh, uh, we we actually tried to record last Sunday um, and it didn't quite work out. All the way. So we're back here again. As she mentioned, she has a very uh, disciplined schedule. So I'm so thankful that she made time uh, for us to be able to do this again because this is very great information. Um, but I, what I want to do as another first is I actually want to buy one of your cookbooks and give them away to somebody who could benefit from it, right? So we'll figure out offline like what that looks like. But I want to buy a cookbook and we'll figure out the best way to kind of raffle that off or give it away to somebody who could really benefit from that. I, I know that nutrition is a very key component of taking your health to the next level. And I'm, uh, it looks like you got some great recipes. So why not uh, use your cookbook to do it? So.
1: Yes, thank you. That's so exciting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. I am so excited about
0: that. Yeah, you're so welcome. So we'll, we'll connect offline to uh, figure that out. But guys, somebody's getting a free cookbook. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, and the last question that I had that I like to ask all my guests is, you know, what things are you doing in your own life right now um, to prepare for the legacy you want to leave. I feel like in some way you've already uh, just told us, but if you could just kind of refine that to uh, a sentence or two, uh, that'd be great.
1: So one thing that I feel I'm doing to create my legacy is really being an intentional person and not just doing things to do them. So when I realized that I don't see what I want in my community, when I don't see people who look like me, instead of complaining, I create it. And so making sure that I'm going out there and creating the things that I want.
0: Wow, I love it. Instead of complaining, I create it. So simple, so powerful. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, before you go, just let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, like I said, you, you might've mentioned it at some point on the podcast, but I want to make sure that my audience gets connected with you. Cause again, she's dropping gems dailies. I wish I had the, I wish I was an advanced podcast so I could drop the flex bomb. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have to try to find it just, just because of that, but yeah, she's dropping gems daily. but I want to make sure y'all tune into what she has going on. So just let us know real quick, uh, where they can find you.
1: Yes, yeah, so you can find me at Get Fit with Massey, and that's spelled M A S S I dot com. Get dot com. And if you're on Instagram, like he said, like George was saying earlier, I drop gems on the stories almost every day. And my name is Get Fit with M A S S I, on Instagram. Um, but for really getting started, my website has everything you need. I have a podcast as well. I have tons of blog posts to help people get started and some free classes to just get people going because what I want people to do is just to start and stop waiting for the next thing. Just start.
0: Just start. What better way to end it than there? Well, thank you so much. Uh, we enjoy having you on the show. This is a great one. I'm sure it's going to be well received by the audience. And so until next time, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Palm, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.